0: You're listening to the Chancellor Pink Podcast on Chancellor Pink Radio. You know, something about this virus is that it's making us all communicate with one another more um, via social networking and online, and limiting our exposure to people, to what's out there on the internet, in a great deal of, uh, of ways. And it's making me personally reflect even more on the internet than I usually care to. (laughs) I haven't been on Facebook in about three years. I got off about three years ago. And um, generally only peruse the halls of Twitter with respect to social media. Because... I like uh, the fact that, you know, um, famous uh, politicians and celebrities, musicians and actors, sports figures, sports media, express a lot of ideas and thoughts on Twitter. So I like seeing what's on their minds and seeing what's going on in their lives because they have interesting lives. Um, However... When it comes to everybody else, the regular people, I think their lives aren't very interesting. <laughs> and I think I don't miss Facebook. And I don't mean to insult my friends or family or people that I was connected with on Facebook uh, by, by making this brief podcast. But, but, no, I don't. I won't insult them. But being on Facebook in particular, Facebook in particular... Is really in many ways a look into what I consider to be the depressing, generic, unspectacular, <laughs> limited minds, lives, souls, <laughs> and existences of the vast majority of people alive. And I think there is nothing so depressing and limiting of the scope of mankind as Facebook and in general, the internet and social media. I mean, when you think about it, what has the internet done, but unearth the creeps that, you know, are white supremacists and um, the wacko theories of paranoid theories of, uh, you know, whether it's the government trying to overthrow this or, you know, the media trying to lie about this or that. I mean, all the crazies come out on the internet. And we didn't know about them that much before because they were just out in the world and we didn't see them often because nobody gave them any attention because they're crazy and also potentially dangerous. So we didn't really want to highlight them. We didn't want to spread around their message or their ugly mugs. But on Internet, with the Internet, they can do it themselves, and you kind of can't escape them and all their stupid thoughts. And Facebook is a lesser version of the same principle which is you get a lot of family shots and stories and songs and things that you just would be better off not knowing that people liked. I mean, okay, we have the top 40 list in songs, so we know that a lot of crap music is popular. We know that a lot of lyrics that don't make any sense, people relate to them. We understand that music that we've heard 50,000 times before is the newest thing. We understand that people's taste is in the arts is limited to what they've already seen before fed to them in a little different way. We get that. We, you know, any of us who've been around long enough understand the limitations of people's tastes generally, but we had, it. we've never had it shoved in our faces and down our throats and in our ears and up our noses to the extent that we, we are currently experiencing it via sites like Facebook and so on and although I understand that if you follow people on Facebook or anywhere on social media you can mute them or um, you know not follow their posts but still be connected to them and they won't know that you've silenced them from your timeline and all of that good fun stuff whatever The point is curiosity killed the cat and it's killing all of us because even when we silence things we don't really want to see, we can't help but look back. Whether it's like rubbernecking on the highway, morbid fascination, call it what you will. We seem to somehow still be drawn to returning like a dog to its vomit (laughs) to seeing the lives of others and and going ugh every time at least. I do, pretty much. And look, I'm not being superior or snobby. Okay, yes, I am. But (laughs) I don't mean to be. I'm truly saddened. I'm not being cocky or arrogant. I'm sad at the limited taste of people, at the things that they enjoy. And have we ever seen so much of that as currently due to this pandemic and everybody being locked inside, everybody communicating From home. First of all, why aren't men shaving? I can understand they can't get their hair cut, but they can still take a razor to their face. Why does being home and you know, by order of your governor mean that shaving is no longer necessary? Just just you know, shave your face. Why not? Especially if you're gonna go on a video camera. And everybody else, women, I mean, put a little makeup on still. I mean, you're still going to be broadcast on TV or you're posting a video somewhere. You're, you know, put a little makeup on. It's okay. What do we all need to say? This is me, pure and stripped. Look, if you want to live that way, live that way. But are we are we trying to make a message out of this? Look, that's, that's not even the issue. I don't even mean to go about the looks. And it's not the fact that people are going on news programs wearing, like, hunter jackets and crazy shit like that. No, that it's disturbing to me. But, you know, whatever. The, the guns hanging on people's walls behind them. That's all right. You know, whatever. People are whatever they are. But I, I'm more disturbed by the double ovens in people's kitchens. Who can afford that shit? Wow. Anyway, it's not about the look. It's about what they... Are doing for fun it's about what they enjoy it's about what they're watching like I already did a podcast on all those Netflix streaming series things that everybody loves that just my heart sinks when I see everybody talking about did you watch you know this new series or that I've been I've been binging it I just it's so common and pedestrian I don't like I've never liked since I was a little boy the thing that everybody does. I never wanted to own the shoes that everybody had to own. I never had a pair of Jordans. I never wanted to, you know, go to school every day like everybody. I liked to miss a lot of school. It was fun. I liked being different. Um, I, I didn't want to, you know, just get B's or C's like most people. I wanted to get A's. I There was always something inside of me that made me realize that, although people are nice and all that, you kind of want to be different from them. And I won't even say better, just different. Because the common thread and the common way of thinking only goes so far before you're bored out of your mind and before you feel like you're not original and you have no say in the matter. You know, if, you, if, if you're if you just following everybody all the time, then who are you and what do you really like? And so I don't know if some teacher, I really can't put a finger on it. If it was a teacher, if it was one of my parents, if it was something I saw on television, something I read, I don't remember. But at some point at a very young age, I decided that being like everyone else would be a drag. And it wasn't what I aspired to, and I've succeeded. <laughs> I'm a full fledged oddball. I absolutely am not like everyone else in all kinds of ways, body structure. <laughs> um, and maybe it was, uh, maybe it was, you know, because as a kid, when my family moved to Wisconsin, I was made fun of for my hair color being dark, for my nose and my nostrils, and, you know. The fact that I couldn't climb a rope in gym class, <laughs> I was made fun of a lot. So I learned to retreat into myself and uh, forge my own identity and take strength in who I was and not worry about the fact that I wasn't apparently able to please everyone and be a part. However, I'm certainly not someone who is a weirdo to the fullest extent an outcast. I know how to get along I know how to fit in. And of course, we all of us have a little desire to do so. We don't want to be too weird. We don't want to be excluded. <clears throat> and we like to be kept in the loop to some degree, all of us. And say what you will about don't let don't listen to other people, don't worry about what they think. We all of us care to a certain degree what people think about us. It's only natural. And it's okay. It's okay to feel that way. We are all of us in this, <clears throat> excuse me, in this together after all. So naturally, what, what people think of us is somewhat determinative of what we will do next. We don't have the freedom to just do whatever we want, really. We, everything, every action has an equal and opposite reaction, right? Laws of physics. And I think it, it, in our lives, it's similar. It's similar with spiritual energy, intellectual thought, words, our words matter, pay it forward. It can be positive, it can be good, or it can be negative. Everything you do to your neighbor as you go through a day could affect what they do to their neighbor. I believe in all that. It's like a domino effect. And I think, um, so in, in many ways, we are, all of us, very interconnected, and what we say and do matters. And so what others say and do to us matters. And we can't deny it. We can't pretend that uh, it doesn't affect us or shouldn't. It should. We are part of the human race and we are interconnected. However, we shouldn't limit ourselves to what other people say or do. Not just about us, but in general. We shouldn't look at the lives of other people and aspire only to that. We should be able to look at Anything we can create in our own imaginations and aspire to that. And it's okay to look at the lives of other people and the things other people are doing and dislike it too. I think it's sometimes we, f- we feel like something's wrong with us if we don't agree with the majority of the people out there in terms of what they like. Uh, whether it's musically or movies or food or clothing or style, hairstyle, uh, the way to speak. I mean, I think we're entitled to choose our own way. And although we are in this together, we can't get lost. We can't let that make us lose our focus on choosing our own way and being individuals. And I think when you look at Facebook and you look at the Internet, And you look at the likes people have, it's a very, it can be a very depressing thing to do if you're an individual. And if you've made your own path for a number of years, sometimes when you stop and take stock in who you are and take a look at everyone else, you realize, holy hell, uh, are they different from me? Boy. Am I different from them? It's not even that you set about being so different. It's that you set, a, you set about being you. But you still want to be connected. And you, st- you thought you stayed connected to society while you went on your own path. And then one day you stop and you look at Facebook in particular. And you say, oh, my God, I'm, I'm nothing like them. And not only that, you say, I hate them. <laughs> I hate the way they talk to each other. I hate the bullshit niceties. I hate the fact that if you try to talk straightforward, you're viewed as being rude or odd. I hate the fact that, that uh, although I'm not a big swearer and I don't walk around swearing all the time, I don't like, for example, that even on Twitter where nothing is censored, people don't just write the word fuck out. They write F and then won't say it. They've got it to, I've gotten to the point where I don't do it now because it offends people. People are offended on Twitter. Like if you say fuck in conversation, nobody's offended anymore, shouldn't be. If it's casual conversation with somebody who knows you, at least tangentially, they shouldn't be offended by you saying the word fuck or cunt or any word really nowadays. But somehow they really are on Twitter because it's still, even Twitter, a presentation. How you're coming off, how you're fitting in. Are you playing by the rules? But that... That kind of problem is t- runs rampant on Facebook. It's very bad on Facebook. There are so many unwritten rules on Facebook, social niceties, social mores, and how you're allowed to post, what you should post. And when people comment, the way you have to respond to them and like back and so forth and so on. And it's, it's disgusting. Shh, don't tell anyone. It's, it, 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 makes, it gives me the heebie-jeebies. My, it makes my skin crawl. And then there's, of course, the other side of it, which is oftentimes what people are posting and what they're doing and how they're living is just so generic and boring. And I just look at, I've always looked at at social media as an opportunity to be original and to be expressive and to be an artist. And okay, I understand that if you don't really have anything exciting going on in your life, then post your next meal. Uh, Your travel somewhere, post pictures, generic pretty pictures of wherever you're vacationing. I get it. Post pictures of your family and post pictures of your pet and your pet and your pet and your pet. I get it. I get it. If there's really nothing else going on, then you're stuck with what you got. But I mean, that's all people do and they feel like they have to. And I don't like the fact that people feel like that's it and that's what social media is for. And everything isn't about self-promotion. And everything isn't about showing that you're as good as the next guy. It should be about standing out and being different and being unique. And um, it's not about popularity either. Sorry. It's not about how many followers you have. That has nothing to do with whether or not your version of originality is original and is special and is worthy Uh, Just because it's not popular or other people didn't relate to it, maybe necessarily, doesn't mean that you're wrong. Um, Maybe your version of originality is just something that uh, is so original (laughs) that it's better left to nobody but you and your precious few friends you have or family members. What's wrong with that? Nothing. I mean, if you can honestly look at the people that have tons of followers and say, I don't want to be them, then why are you trying to be them? Or why worry about the fact that you don't have their followers or have their likes? Don't worry about that stuff. I mean, that's why I got off of Facebook is too many people on Facebook worry about that stuff. And I just don't think it says anything about who you are. Because especially, especially if your intent is to be original and unique, well, then the fewer followers you have, that's more of an indication that you succeeded in that quest. So don't let it get you down. Just the opposite. Look at your lack of support on social media as an indication that you've, you've achieved your goal of being unique and individual to the point where not that many people relate to you. <laughs> and that's Okay. That's okay, as long as you still get along with people, as long as you're not breaking the law or being a weirdo to the extent that you're offending people intentionally or just being nasty to people, right? That we, we I hopefully, being you're not confusing my talking about being unique and special and interesting with doing any of that crap. And I don't, I don't mean, you know that sex is wrong or that swearing is wrong. I don't think those things are, I think we, we as a culture are way too judgmental about people's sexualities or sexual preferences and about the way they um, speak. We've gotten much more tolerant about the way they look. I do believe we've made a lot of progress on the way people look, the way they dress, all that stuff, tattoos, piercings, you know. But I think we're still quite judgmental about the way they speak and express themselves in terms of limiting They have to do it a certain way or we ostracize them. And I think we're still quite judgmental about um, their sexuality and the way they express themselves sexually. For some reason, we still are like making that a big deal a lot. Um, Probably because a lot of people are ashamed or afraid of their own sexualities. And so they... make it a point to judge others for that because the truth is when they look in the mirror they're afraid of what they're what turns them on you know they're not really comfortable with it so they'd rather point the figure at other people i don't know i don't know i'm not a psychologist but bottom line is this you should be able to be who you are um with the way you speak with your sexuality with the way you dress whether you look and you don't have to worry if people are affirming you too much we all want a little affirmation like i said but in terms of social networking and and how many followers you have, I really, really, really want to implore all of you to just not lose any sleep over that. And and I will go on record as saying, you know, the average generic person on Facebook turns my stomach in the sense that not not that they I, I dislike them, I, I, that's too strong of a way to put it. I was just saying that for humorous effect, really. I simply don't agree with it and it makes me quite honestly, and this is an exaggeration, it makes me sad. I am saddened by the things that apparently impress or entertain or enough for the average person. It saddens me how limited I believe they are. And if that sounds snobby, I don't apologize because I don't think there's anything wrong with a couple bouts of snobbiness here or there. Uh, being, Being snobby just means that you have taste. And I'm not judging these other people. As people, I'm just saying, gosh, I wish that people were on the whole more exciting. I wish that when I looked at them and their lives that they've welcomed me into via Facebook and other forms of social media, especially now during this pandemic, I wish that what I saw made me smile more, laugh more, filled me with interest and excitement more. I wish I was more enthralled by the genius and beauty of people, and I'm really not. Instead, I look and say, if there's a God, why does he love us? What's, what's so great about us? I don't know. If you look on Facebook, I I, I, I challenge anyone to explain to me, why God would really, really love us. I think we're pretty average and boring at best. And maybe we're sweet at heart, but, uh, but that only goes so far. Doesn't it really? Kind of, you know, the sweet at heart thing. It can only go so far. I mean, and, you know, what else you got? <laughs> you know, you could, what else you got that makes you enticing or interesting or fun or exciting or, or really, really lovable? What, what makes a person lovable if everything that they're showing you is generic? What would you love about a person who really has nothing fresh or original about them? I don't know. I don't know. You'd have to ask God about that one. But I know this much. If you're listening to this podcast, you're a fresh and original person. Because most people wouldn't waste their time listening to this podcast. So if you've chosen to do so, that says not because of me, not because I'm so cool. It just says that you're a different person and you're okay with doing unique and special and different things that others maybe wouldn't do. And so for that reason, among many others, I love you. yabba da boopa.